0: Again, I just want to know where everybody's at and what they're facing. And so I would just encourage you, hey, during this time, let's lean in. You know, today we're kicking into a new series called Level Up. And, you know, and really it's based off of this idea is that how we act throughout this time will determine how we come out. And so the question is this, because there's no doubt this is one of the most unique times and challenging times of our lives probably for all of us uh because of there's definitely some challenges that we've never faced but the question that i think we should be asking ourselves and i think it's important and that's why i felt led to really uh move in this direction uh for us in the next coming weeks is this is how do we want to come out of this season and out of this moment do we just want to come out of it the same that we were when we walked into it do we want to come out of it even maybe even in a a worse place or in a worse spot or do we want to come out of it leveling up. In other words, do we want to come out better than we came into this season? And so that's what this series is all about is how do we actually leverage this time that we have, even though it was unexpected, how do we leverage it to actually be for our benefit? Because I believe that God will work in the midst of any circumstance in every situation that we face, but we need to be intentional about it. And so I want to help communicate some things to you over the next couple of weeks to help us to actually walk out of this season better in many areas of our life than what we walked into it. And so now I want to give you a a definition about this. And so you may not be familiar with this, but there's a website called the Urban Dictionary, which is where people kind of go and write their own definitions. And this term level up is actually it comes from the gaming world. It comes from uh, video games and that kind of stuff. And so that's really where this definition comes from. And so the definition from Urban Dictionary is this. It means to make a move in your life or your career for the better. Now, as it relates to video games, here was the actual definition for uh, leveling up. It means to progress to the next level of a player character stats and his ability offering by acquiring experience points in a role playing game. And so I think it's important that we have to realize, that, look, we're not in a game right now. And that's not what I'm suggesting. We're in life. Uh, and things are happening all around us, but we can make decisions that it, that really can affect our experience in our life. And so, you know, I believe that if we're going to level up, we have to understand that we have to change the game. We have to change our mindset during this time, because if we just kind of sit back and aren't really active in some things, we're just kind of just waiting for the time frame to come. Then we get back to, to normal, whatever that may look like, although I don't know that we'll ever get back to normal. I think life is going to look different now. You know, but, uh, and so we can really have one of two thoughts during this time. We can either have the mentality of, man, we're gonna hunker down and just ride this thing out. Like it was a hurricane, although this isn't a hurricane. This is a much longer season than that. Or we can take the mentality of, no, I want to go higher. I want to I want to level up. I want to go to a new place that I've never been. And so, you know, as I was praying about this and thinking about this, uh, there was an example that came to mind for me from my memory. And, um, you know, I've shared a little bit about this, but I, I love eagles. I love to read about them. I love to watch them. I've had the opportunity a few times to actually see them in nature. And it's like one of those moments where it's like, man, there's a bald eagle. Like, I don't even think I should talk. Like, this is like a holy moment watching this bird soar across a lake or, you know, hunting. But there's a unique quality about eagles that I want to point out that I believe could help us and be a benefit to us is that one of the characteristics that i love that really distinguishes an eagle, an eagle above all other birds is this is that eagles actually love storms they're not afraid by them uh when the when the clouds begin to gather and things begin to get dark eagles actually get excited they why because they see the potential of the moment and, and so you know i want to read something to you here that that I think is very interesting, and I, I read this uh, really from somebody who knew a lot more than I do about eagles, but it says this, it says, If you were in an area with birds as, the, as a storm approaches, you would see two distinct reactions between an eagle and all other feathered creatures. While other birds try to flee or hide, eagles would take off. In the direction of the darkest clouds. It says fearlessly. And I love that. It says they fearlessly. The eagle would fly into the fierce winds. Using the storm current to rise higher quicker. See, we have a moment here that we could actually use this moment to actually help us what to rise faster, to level up faster. But we have to make decisions and it goes on here and it says that the pressure of the storm is used to help the eagle glide. And this is so interesting to me. I love this. It says that it's to help them glide without using their energy. In other words, they use the storm and they allow the wind to actually, what, help them rise. And, and it goes on, and I love the way that it concludes it. It says, this gives the eagle an opportunity to glide and rest its wings. See, this isn't a time, and when I'm talking about leveling up, I don't mean like we're striving and we're trying to work. No, this is a time for us, what, to rest in the grace of God, but to take proactive steps to move into what God has for us. And so I think this is a, an amazing time. For us to do that. And and so I love this. And this was kind of their takeaway. Is that the eagle instinctively knows this about the storm. Is it just above the storm. There is peace and security. And it says it is the perfect hiding place. You know, if you've ever been in a plane, you've experienced this. Maybe you're like me and you've been in a plane in the middle of a, of you know, taking off in the middle of a storm. And man, that, that taking off is kind of rough and the plane's bouncing around and you've got all these things going on. But it's like you get to this point where you break the clouds and you get above that storm. And it's like everything calms down and everything gets real quiet. And you can still see the storm beneath you. You can see the lightning happening. You can see all the, the, the clouds moving. But what? You're in a place of peace above the storm. And I believe that we, especially as believers, have the ability to live in a place of peace and in a place of faith above the storm. And so I want to encourage you that I believe that we can use this storm for us to rise to new heights. We can experience things in our life through this time that if this storm had never come, if this resistance had never come, we would have never been able to use the energy or maybe the focus of this moment to be able to help us rise up to a new place that God has for us. And so, you know, it's hard to talk about eagles without thinking about Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, there's a particular verse that I want to share with you. It comes out of verse 31. And it says that those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Hey, that's a great promise for you today, you may be thinking, man, I could use some strength. Well, I've got good news. The Bible gives us the wisdom and it says to trust in the Lord. And when we trust in him, we will find new strength. It goes on. It says that we will soar uh, high on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and will not faint. See, we have a moment here, and I've shared this with you just kind of briefly, but I really want to kind of take a moment here and just spend some time talking about this, is that we can look at this moment, and we can look at it in one of two ways. We can either look at it as an obstacle Or we can look at it as an opportunity. And my encouragement to you today is to not look at this as an obstacle. My encouragement is that, hey, we would look at this as an opportunity. Look through the eye of faith and say, okay, God, I believe that you want to work right in the middle of this moment in my life. And I realize there may be uncertain things happening all around us, but that doesn't mean that we should be uncertain. I believe we could be like the eagle and we can rise above it to a place of what? Safety and security and peace above the storm. You know, there was a... Uh, an account in the Old Testament that we see this pretty clearly. And although the the circumstances, situations are different, and I get that, but I, there's a principle here that I want to share with you. And so it comes out of Numbers, chapter, starting in uh, chapter 13, chapter 14, you kind of get the whole story. But it's really, and I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this for the sake of time, but God had promised the children of Israel, actually in verse 1, I'll just read it. It says that the Lord said to Moses, so God himself said to Moses, send some men, To explore the land of Canaan, and this is an important part, which I am giving to the Israelites. So God has given his word and said, hey, there's a land, there's a promised place that I have for the children of Israel to be, and I'm giving it to you. But he says, hey, send in verse 3, he says, or he told him, he said, send some men. So in verse 3, Moses what the Bible says. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out. So the Bible says that he sent out 12 spies to go look at this land. Basically, Hey, y'all go and research it. Y'all go and look at it. Come back and tell me if the land is what God said it is. Cause God said, Hey, it's going to be a land that flows with milk and honey. It's going to be this amazing place for you, for the children of Israel to live. And so he said, Hey, go scout it out and come back with a report and so we see this at the end of chapter 13 that the spies come back. So they go to the land and, and they see, you know, because God, because really they have this moment where God says, hey, I'm with you. I'm for you. I've gone ahead of you. And I've already made this available to you. And in verse 27, it says that the men came to Moses with this account. And it says, we went into the land that you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. He says, here's some of the fruit. Like, he brought it as proof. It says that they had grapes so large that two men had to carry them on a pole. I mean, this was some pretty amazing things. And it says, but. See, they had a promise, and what God said, God would do. There's no doubt about that. And it says, so hey, the land and everything that God promised is exactly what he said, but. But. See, we may have some of our but moments right now that we say, yeah, I know that God is good, but I know that that God will take care of me. But I know that that God will, you know, would heal me and that God would provide for me. But and and yet many times it's in those moments that we can actually miss out on what God has. Why? Because what we saw as a promise of God. Now we see as an obstacle versus it being an opportunity, you know, and so it goes on here and it says, but the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and they're very large. Now you may ask, why in the world would God put giants in a promised land that he was calling? This is what I believe. I believe it was because he would only allow that promised land to be taken by people of faith. It was going to require faith because if they if God just mowed everybody down and they just walked in and and took it, guess what? It wouldn't have any meaning and they wouldn't have learned anything through it. There would be no growth in that. And so God said, hey, I'm going to put giants because it's going to require you to believe me. It's going to require that you have faith to go in and to take that land. And in verse 30, we see this. uh, So there were 12 men who went on this journey. There were 12 scouts, if you will. Ten of them, the Bible says that they came back and we'll read this. But here in verse 30... There's, so there's 10 men and there's two men. You have two different guys. So you have 10 of them who really looked at the obstacles. And then you had two guys who really saw the opportunity. And in verse 30, it says that Caleb silenced the people before Moses. And he said, we should go up at once and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. So that's their opinion. But I want you to hear. And it says, and they began to spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. And listen to what they said about it. These ten men, they said, the land we explored devours those who are living in it. Now we know that's not true. Because they went and experienced the land, and they're still alive. And they came back, and they said there were giants in the land. They didn't go and say, hey, everybody was dead everywhere. It's awesome. Let's just go. No, they said, hey, there's giants there. But here, why? Because they're trying to skew what everybody is seeing. And really, the nation of Israel sided with the ten men. And so you can go and read the passage of scripture. But I love how it describes because ultimately God said that nobody would enter that promised land of those 12 men. Except for the ones who had a spirit of faith about them. Who would trust the word of God. And in verse uh, 24 of Numbers 14 it says this about uh, Caleb. And then in verse 30 it talks about Joshua as well. And God kind of pulls them out. But I love what it says in verse 24 here. It says, because my servant Caleb had a different spirit and he follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land that he has went to. And I love that is that God said, man, he had a different spirit about him. He had a spirit of faith about him. He said, if God said it, God's going to do it in my life. And we need to have that same spirit. We need to have that same belief in God that, Hey, if God promised me, in the scriptures that he would provide for me, he would take care of me, that he was with me all the time. That, hey, we can be confident that the same God who said it is the same God who will do it. And so I believe that during this time we need to be proactive, not just reactive. And so it's always better to, to respond to something than to react. You know, I've been reading a book this week and I thought it was interesting. One of the things that it talked about is that when you get surprised by something that you shouldn't say anything for five minutes. You need to take five minutes and just hold your tongue. Why? Because when we react to things, many times we're not going to respond real well. And, and I thought it was really interesting. And so really it says, hey, take five minutes, don't say nothing. Get your thoughts together why, so that you can respond. And we want to respond properly. And so here's one of my big thoughts for you today that I would encourage you with today is that don't be too focused on what you can't do during this time. I know there's a long list of things that we can't do. But it would be wise to not look at what we can't do. Why don't we begin to think about what can we do right now? Because there's an opportunity right now for every one of us. You know, in the years... Ahead, we're going to hear about people who took some risk during this time, but they became millionaires. Why? Because they saw an opportunity where everybody else saw an op, really saw an obstacle. Well, what are those things in our life that really it's up to us? Is that an opportunity or is it an obstacle? Well, it's really dependent on are we focused on the things we can't do. Because if we're focused on just the things we can't do, that means we're not focusing on what we could be doing. And so, you know, I believe that there are lots of things that we could be doing right now that would actually be a great benefit and a great blessing to our life, that it would help position us for the future. It would help develop some things on the inside of us. Maybe there's some dreams and some desires and maybe even some interests, some things that are inside of you that you could be developing during this downtime. I know many of us have more time on our hands than normal, and hey, there's some things that you could be working towards and working on through this time you know and so maybe there's an area that you need to grow and it just needs a little extra attention well that's good news because you've got a little extra time and so i'm going to just briefly i'm going to touch on four areas that i that i believe that all of us could grow in right now and uh, you know maybe one of these don't apply maybe two but i believe they're pretty universal and so the first one is i believe that we could all grow Relationally right now. I, I, I say it this way. I believe our relationships could level up. My marriage could be better. My relationship with my kids could be better. I have friends that I could be talking to and developing. Maybe there's some unforgiveness. Maybe there's some things in life that, hey, I need to just get settled. And I just need to be really proactive during this time and say, you know what? I'm not satisfied with the level that I'm at with my wife. I'm not satisfied with the level that I'm at in this area of my life. You know, maybe there's, uh, you know, some frustration with work. And, well, maybe you need to figure out some things on how to relate with some of your coworkers better. So don't allow this time, even in our relational life. Don't allow it to begin to slip. Now spend the time, make the investment and develop relationships in your life. Don't allow yourself to fall into the, the 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 mode of being isolated. Yeah, we are separated right now, but don't allow that to become isolation. Reach out, be proactive and do some things differently even relationally. Be intentional about it. Another area would be physically you know, I mean, there's no doubt I've been on more walks with my kids in the last three or four weeks than probably in their entire life, you know. And so there's some things. But, you know, I, I mean, even, uh you know, we talked about earlier, maybe boredom. You know, I saw a thing online the other day. It made me laugh. And it was a picture of a refrigerator. And it had a sign. It says, you're not hungry. You're bored. Close the door. You know, and I thought it was pretty funny. But, hey, you know, there's things that, hey, maybe we need to get some discipline in our life. And so maybe there's eating better. Maybe it's moving more. Just getting, uh, you know... Uh, just being more disciplined in those types of things. Um, maybe it's setting some better patterns in our daily routine. Maybe it's, hey, I'm going to go to sleep at this time and I'm going to, uh, you know, get up and I'm going to be proactive in my day. Not just waiting, but being proactive. Maybe it's we need to rest more. I know that may seem strange, but there's a difference between sleeping and rest. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, have you ever woke up where you're just exhausted? It's because you were in bed, but you didn't really rest. So how do we rest? Well, that, that that's a heart thing. We have to come to a place of peace. Now, another area that I believe that we could use this time to to really level up is financially. I think that this is a great time. Look, you may not want to look at your finances right now. I get it. But maybe there's some areas that you need to tighten up on. Maybe you need to reassess your budget. Maybe things are changing in your life. Maybe there's circumstances with your job or there's uncertainty about your future. I mean, hey, these are moments that you could set yourself up for success later if you're intentional about it. And so, you know, that's another area. Here's the fourth area that I would encourage you to consider about really looking to increase and to, to go to a new level is spiritually. You know, there's lots of ways that you can do this. I mean, you know, you could take some of this extra time and you could read the Bible. You could even read and listen to a new book. I mean, that's one of the things I've been doing is I've I've really been trying to put more discipline in my daily to what? To read more to listen to more, to be more engaged and more aware of what's going on in my spirit, man. You know, we could be given some extra time to prayer. We could be drawing closer to God, um, you know, even experience his presence. Uh, you know, if you didn't get to catch the Easter message last weekend, that's what it was all about, was about experiencing God's presence and that that was the reason that Jesus came, was well, so that we could experience the presence of God. And so, you know... Um, I believe that there are some things that we could experience in a greater way. Well, this is a great time to what? To not just be kind of on cruise control. Is to really be mindful and proactive. Turn the TV off. Spend some time with your family. Spend some time developing your spirit life. Because here's the truth and the reality that I want to share with you. Is that even though we have relational, we have physical things, we have financial. Is that everything is spiritual. Our spirit life affects every part of our lives. See, we don't, we don't live in two different worlds. And we, sometimes we can fall into this thought is that we live in this natural world, but then there's also the spirit world. That's really not an accurate picture is the, the reality is that we live in one world that has two realms. So one world, two realms, but yet they both affect what we experience. So there is the natural realm. That's everything that we see. That's the seen realm. But there's also the spirit realm, which is everything that we don't see. And so never be fooled to think that, well, just because I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't affect us. Oh, it absolutely. Your spirit realm, your spirit man, your spirit life greatly affects what you can see. The truth of it is, is that your spirit life affects your relationship with your spouse. It, re- it affects every relationship you have. It definitely relates to your fam or to your um, financial life. You know, it, it affects all of these things. Even your spirit man can in w- the condition of your heart affects even what you do and don't. Do physically, you know, and I believe that there are things that we could be very mindful of during this time. And so we need to be careful about our thought life. I was reading in one of the books that I'm reading this week, and and it had this uh, statement in there that I want to share with you Is with it being Easter last week. And I thought this was interesting that it popped up. It says that redemption of Of the cross is not just in the saving of our souls. In other words, we don't celebrate Easter solely because of the saving of our souls. But it is also in the renewing of our minds. See, this is a great time right now to really give focus and time to God's word in our life. So that we can, what? Put God's word in so that it can help us to begin to think differently in the way that God would desire for us to think. Romans chapter 12 verse 12 uh, says this. It says, this is out of the message translation, but it says, don't become so well adjusted to the culture that you fit into it without even thinking. He says, instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Now, catch this. Listen to this part. He says, unlike the culture around you, Look, we live in a culture, it's all around us, but that culture is always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. The culture around us is always dragging us down, always pulling us down. You watch the news for a little while, I guarantee you, you're you're not going to feel better after an hour. Why? Because there's this, it's weighing you down. But he goes on here and it says that God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. God wants to develop maturity in you. So let me give you my personal definition of how I would define maturity. It would be this. In one word, it's discipline. I know nobody likes that word, but man, if you need discipline, right now is the time that we need discipline. Let me give you another uh, possible definition of what I believe maturity is. It's the ability to make wise choices at the appropriate time. I believe that's maturity to be able to say, I need to make a wise decision. And right now is the right time for that decision. And so, you know, so a question that I would have for you would be this is what's an area of your life that you could utilize or capitalize this time to grow and develop in? Don't waste this time. Now, how could you level up? How could you move up into this time? You know, the Bible talks about in, in Romans chapter one, verse seven. Uh, 17, it says that uh, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, from one level to another level. And he says that the just shall live by faith. We don't live by emotion. We don't live by circumstance. No, we live by faith. The Passion Translation adds this thought, and I loved it. It says that righteousness moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. So we get saved by faith, but we're also supposed to what? live by faith as well. And so, look, we call ourselves people of faith. We say, hey, we love the Lord. We are following after him. But, hey, let me encourage you. Faith is active. It is not passive. So don't be passive during this time. Don't sit back waiting and thinking, well, you know, when life will get going again, when all these restrictions are lifted. No, we want to be Active in our faith. We want to capitalize on this time. And so I think that it's time for us to change the rules of the game right now. And I think it's time to level up.